from devastating divorce to intentionally fabulous with Kelly Calabrese, the creator of the Intentionally Fabulous course on episode number 176 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I know that's not reasonable or realistic for most people to have that kind of commitment or luxury to do that, but I just had to until I got to a point where I felt like, okay, I I can get back up again. Hello, this is Kimberly Pittman Schultz, author of Grieving Us, a field guide for living with loss without losing yourself where I help grieving people find their way back into their lives. Dr. Brad Miller is here to help you to grow through what you go through on the Beyond Adversity Podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. So awesome to have you here with me today on the podcast, which will help you to grow through what you go through, navigating adverse life events to achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Head on over to drbradmiller.com, where we have over 170 episodes of the podcast, which will help you to get through any of what we call the five Ds of life, depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. we got a free gift for you there as well. One of the things we just mentioned was divorce. Our author uh, guest today, Kelly Calabrese, is the author of several books, including Success Habits of Super Achievers and Mom and Dadpreneurs. But she is also a person who has the the, uh, course called the Intentionally Fabulous Course, which is all about helping people, particularly women, to navigate the extremely painful uh, process of separation and divorce. On our podcast episode today with Kelly Calabrese, we're going to learn a few things. We're going to learn about the stages of separation and divorce and how to go from fearful to fearless and to set your soul on fire in the process. We're going to feel something as well. We're going to feel Kelly share the pain and the agony of her own divorce and all the things that went with it, anxiety and depression and the uh, situation with her own children uh, and how to navigate those to come out to a better, a better place. And when we come back from the interview, we're going to talk about what you can do about it. We're going to talk about some, some specific steps that Kelly outlines that you can apply to your life, particularly if you're going through a separation or a divorce. We know that separation and divorce is one of the key adversities that people go through, and we're here to deal with it here on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. She blogs at kellycalabrese.com. That's K-E-L-L-I-C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E.com. Our guest today on Beyond Adversity, Kelly Calabrese. Let's get into that conversation right now. 
Our guest uh, today is Kelly Calabrese, who has the book Success Habits of Super Achievers, but she also really focuses in on a program called Intentionally Fabulous, which is helpful for people who are going through stages of separation and divorce to go from fearful to fearlessly pursuing what sets their soul on fire. So we welcome to Beyond Adversity, Kelly Calabrese. Oh, Brad, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here. It is uh, indeed a pleasure to have you and your expertise to come share with our audience about some of the things that you've worked on, not only your book, but also your course, but also your story. And uh, Kelly, really like to hear your story. We uh, like to hear how there may be in some adverse life event in your life that really was uh, life changing for you and made a, a big difference. Well, thank you. Yes, I have been blessed to have had such a beautiful life. I truly, truly did for a long, long time, just had this blessed life and just fortunate to do so many things at parents who loved me and um, got married, got college degrees, two beautiful children, had a really fantastic career where I got to travel the world and be on all the major networks and write books and speak and teach. And the big turning point for me was when my husband of 24 years came home and he said, my commitment to our marriage is zero. And he left. And it floored me. It took me to my knees. I truly was in shock. And it made me reevaluate everything in my world. The divorce came in for me like a tornado, and it just blew up every area of my life and left me with this gaping hole in my heart that I had never experienced pain like that before, even though I had loss in my life. I lost my dad, my best friend to cancer. Things had happened. Biz, obviously, being in business for 34 years was ups and downs. But this was the thing that got my attention. So it was that was the turning point for me. Hmm. I, and really, you did not have a, a feeling that was coming. It was quite a shock to you. Is that the, is that the case? You know what? I have almost no divorce on either side of my family. We just took our marriage seriously. I was fully committed as a wife till death do us part. Looking back now, we were kind of both limping along in the marriage for sure, but I just never thought that he would leave. Knowing what I know now, there's a lot of things that I understand. And of course, it's never 100% him and 0% me. You need to pull the mirror up and see what your part in it is. Um, it was a slow fade. You know, if I'm looking back and really being honest, it, it declined. What I learned is that the person who leaves has been thinking about it on average for two years. But the person who gets the news, it's, you know, it can really yeah. be a shock unless you've had conversations <laughs> before that. So it was a shock for me. Were there children involved in, in, in yeah. marriage? Um, my daughter was going into her junior year of high school and my son going into his senior year of high school. So any age is, is challenging. But at that age where they're, you know, getting their driver's license and their first job and, you know, really becoming independent. And my role as a mom is changing and they're getting ready to go off to college. So it was definitely a transitional season. And, and they were shocked. I mean, really ripped out of our worlds as we knew it. Rocked everybody's world to the core, it sounds like. Wow. Yes. And as you say, most divorces uh, occur, uh, some are mutual, but many times it's where uh, one party wants it and one party is either shocked or doesn't want it. And 
Therefore, it can lead to all kinds of other things, depression and acting out in all kinds of unhealthy ways. I'm. It's been a long time. In fact, I just celebrated my 30th anniversary uh, in my marriage. However, I had a, a nine-year marriage before that that ended in divorce. And I just know that to be incredibly painful time and a time of reevaluation and, and depression and all kinds of feelings. And that still still remain pertinent in one's life throughout your whole life. And, but the idea here is, you know, a lot of folks, Kelly, uh, when they go through a divorce, um, they don't function, you know, they get stuck. They, uh, spiral into some healthy, unhealthy behaviors and so on. Tell me the story of how you processed your divorce and the other things that came with it, the collateral damage with your children and your mental health and anything else, how you process that and maybe some of the decisions you made to begin to break out of whatever spiraling patterns you might've been in. What were some of the actions that you took? That is a great question. So I am a knowledge person. I needed to understand this. So I took really three years of what I lovingly call a sabbatical. And I was in the word. I went straight to divorce recovery before I even received the divorce papers. I was in prayer groups, Bible studies. I was at the conferences. I was listening to four sermons a day. I had worship music on constantly. I was surrounded by wise friends. I was in Christian counseling. I was going to the healing place. And I know that's not reasonable or realistic for most people to have that kind of commitment or luxury to do that, but I just had to until I got to a point where I felt like, okay, I I can get back up again. Because while you're going through the season, there's unreasonably difficult things happening. You know, you're moving, the kids are changing schools, um, you know, there were car accidents, broken bones, broken teeth, you're getting served divorce papers, you, you know, so it just seems like a trigger, an insult, an insult. So it wasn't just, you know, it's not a linear kind of thing. You're still trying to live and pay bills. And so um, I went through this three years of really pressing in to see what it was going to take for me to hear. I did deliverance and every piece, you know, some were more impactful than others. Some really peeled back the layers and and made a, a difference for me. And, you know, I, I know what those things were. And those are the things that I used to put in my course. So I took massive action. I, I didn't, I, I was still, you know, I had quiet time too, but I really took aggressive action. Yeah. You mentioned just a number of things there. You mentioned, well, first of all, you know, you have the context of how oftentimes when disaster happens, it just seems to snowball effect. Even small things, lose your keys becomes a major deal. But you had significant things with health related things. You mentioned car accidents and so on. It just seems like those things get magnified or stack upon one another. And that for whatever reason, you know, we have left ourselves kind of wide open to how those uh, bad events can then stack on it. Then you know, it just, then you have to take more action. But you mentioned, you know, counseling, you mentioned uh, Bible study, you mentioned uh, worship experiences, music, uh, you mentioned uh, also uh, uh, connecting with others. Uh, that That's awesome. And what you mentioned there, I think, is really pertinent to our audience. You took massive action and it took took a while. It wasn't instantaneous. It was a three-year sabbatical, I think you you called it. But you took the action and you built on one thing, built upon another. I actually got 
certified as a divorce coach by the American Association of Christian Counselors for myself. I never planned out. Obviously, this was part of God's plan, plan, but really using that certification to help other women, I just went for the self-knowledge. So I was trying, I wish that I had the course that I put together for me, but I had to go and find it myself and, and piece it together. You had to do some intentional uh, healing there of your of your body, body uh, of your body of your body mind and, and, and soul there and so let's talk about the soul part for a minute the inner life and I'm just a big believer that if we're going to uh, navigate through adverse life events like a divorce part of it is what we just talked about taking the massive action but another part of it is this connecting to uh, that which is uh, above and beyond self. You know, it's so easy to get, you know, kind of self-pity and poor me and, uh, uh, you know, dissolve into a spiral of, you know, destructive behavior. Some people go off into, you know, alcohol or, or something else or some other bad destructive thing. But let's talk about the importance in your case, as you mentioned a couple of things about the spiritual life or about the inner life or about connecting to something greater than self. Uh, let's talk about the spiritual aspects of this for you. What part did that play in your, uh, in your healing process? God really had me in a season of being still and I was terrible at it. I was not good at it. And, you know, these were my conversations with the Lord, like you made me a doer. You designed me to be responsible and be in action. And, you know, just like any good father, when your child is, you know, sick or tired or wounded or ill, you want them to lie down in green pastures and be still. So I fought that for a bit until he, I just kept getting knocked down, knocked down so many times that I almost had to just lay there. My brain wasn't functioning. And so I would lay out in my backyard. I've got a lake out there and there's an empty lounge chair next to me. And I would just imagine Jesus in that lounge chair. And I would imagine heaven and just being able to cast care by care at the foot of the cross. And there were incredible, miraculous things that happened throughout that season that God showed me that he never left me, didn't forsake me, that I could trust him, that he saw me. So the connection was definitely there. And I kept having to go back to what's the last thing you heard. And that was be still. I didn't have the marching orders for the next thing. So I really had to be obedient to that or I was going to drive myself crazy. So I decided finally, after kicking and screaming, that being still and just crawling up in his lap was what I needed in that season. So a next step for you in a way was kind of a step back in a sense of being still, you know, your, yeah. your, your nature would be just, to, as you mentioned, massive actions, what you did, you know, to jump in I'm going to fix this thing. I'm going to get in here and I'm going to do whatever it takes, but your spiritual leadings were saying, okay, Kelly, uh, you know, pop the brakes here. Uh, we just need to take a moment here for uh, the Lord to speak into your life and do a little inner healing as well. So that's a, that's an awesome thing. Did you use any tools for that? I'm thinking of things such as oh, Bible study or journaling or uh, 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 guided prayers or anything along that line. I did all the things. So if I did have a morning appointment, I would wake up two hours before that first appointment that I needed to be prepared for. And, you know, I would first lay in bed and just do gratitude. 
And, you know, even when it seems like there's nothing to be thankful for, I go, okay, you have a pen, you know, like start somewhere. And, you know, it started very mechanical like that. And then it, it got amazing, but I wouldn't get up until I did gratitude. And then I would pray as I would walk, I'd go out and just walk and be in nature. And there was a lake near me. So I would walk around the lake and just see the creatures and be in awe of God and creation. And then I would listen to a sermon while I was, you know, exercising. And then I'd have praise music on while I was, you know, taking a shower, brushing my teeth, putting on makeup, just getting ready in the background, making my green drink. So I made sure that I had good morning and evening routines. And then whatever happened in the middle was just going to be a bonus. So it meant, you know, at night I was in the word, I was journaling every night. Um, so I definitely was very disciplined about having a good routine because I knew that some of the physical things were things that I could do something about. Mm -hmm. And then God was going to do the rest. So my part was to stay healthy, stay in the word, keep renewing my mind, renewing my mind, renewing my mind. So I was very intentional about those things. Mm -hmm. I think it's great that you shared about these disciplines, these habits, these routines you did, your morning routine, your evening routine, your your routines that had to do with your physical health, your body, your uh, your walking around the lake, your green smoothies, your uh, root, your uh, your spiritual routines uh, that you had. I'm just a big believer that we have to have a cognitive piece for healing. We have to have kind of the physical piece was the action piece. And we have to have the spiritual piece, which is the inner life. But we also have to, you know, have those routines, those disciplines, those habits, which help us to, to uh, advance through our, our uh, adverse life experience. And that's awesome that you did that. But there's also the emotional piece, Kelly. And the emotional piece is you've been rocked. Your life has been devastated by this divorce. You also have to deal with, uh, I don't know all the details, but I know that they're there because uh, with your, your kids, you have teenagers at the time. And, uh, you know, you have to deal with whatever emotional fallout came with uh, with a divorce. Uh, you know, I have a, uh, I know the most difficult part of my divorce was my uh, dealing with my my daughter, who was only one year old at the time. She's 35 now. But, uh, you know, that's all involved here. I'd like to talk about this emotional piece in some of the, th the ways that some healing took place through other people. We know that there were some devastating emotional things going on. But in order to have healing, oftentimes we have to call upon other people uh, to develop healthy relationships to kind of speak to the unhealthy or destructive uh, relationships. So tell us about any aspect of this play, whether it be friends or family or professional counselors. It might even be in, uh, I, I believe relationships can even happen through uh, courses or through a book or through, you know, some mentor type uh, person. But tell us about anything about uh, the emotional piece of the process that you did. And the thing in my life that was a 10 throughout this entire process was that I have spent a lifetime building quality relationships. So I was surrounded by extraordinary people, but I was a pretty private person. In fact, I didn't even say the word divorce for probably two years. I didn't even tell my mom, my dad had already passed away, or my brother that I was getting divorced until my ex-husband had already moved out. So even though I had these great connections and opportunities to talk to people, 
I was just super private. So I needed to get vulnerable and I needed to, you know, I work with some professionals, which was a place where I can just go and, you know, they don't know me. They're not emotionally attached to me. They're just giving me good wisdom. They've coached tens of thousands of people through divorces before. This is not new for them. So I did look for experts. There were definitely friends that one of the first things I did when my husband moved out was I took a blank notebook and I went outside and I wrote a list four pages long of the people that I could call when there were going to be those dark moments. And there were so many times that I had a dark moment that I could just think about the list and not even have to call someone just knowing there were people out there that I knew who loved me and who would help me. But in those dark moments, there were friends that I was led to call and they knew exactly what to say. And the Lord just led them um, about what I needed to hear in that moment. Um, There was, you mentioned depression. There were two friends who told me to go to one Christian counselor. And I thought, well, if both of these friends independently said that, maybe I should go. And he was 35 years, a Christian counselor, amazing man, multiple theology, seminary, counseling degrees. And he did an assessment on me and he said, Kelly, you have one of the healthiest profiles I've ever seen. You know, you're empathetic, you're sympathetic, you're, you know, you have no psychosis, no neurosis, no narcissism, but you're depressed. And I was like, you don't, you don't even know me. I'm the encourager. I'm the coach. I can't be depressed. It's not even possible. But I didn't know what situational depression was, but I was, and I, it allowed me to go home and give myself permission to be depressed, to go and really grieve the shattered dreams and the unmet expectations and, you know, just all the the stress that was related to this divorce and that if I went through this depression, it was going to help me to adjust. And um, it was just a couple of weeks where I really just allowed myself to be deeply sad. And then at some point I got back up and I dusted myself off and not that I'll never be depressed again, but I never fall as hard, as deep, as long, as fast as that season where I just let myself. And here's the good news that because you've done this good work in your emotional health with friends and with a professional counselor and uh, through through a process where you dealt with the denial that you mentioned with your you know, family and so on, you dealt with that and you choose to become vulnerable. If something else happens, and it will, you know, that can be devastating, then you've got some tools to work with. You've got some emotional tools to work with, those friends to call upon, and uh, these processes that you've used here. And now you're using a part of your expertise and your processes that you've learned to be helpful to others. What led you to want to now take all the stuff you've learned and you process in your life, and now you have created a, a, a course, uh, which is called Intentionally Fabulous, and you have a book, Success Habits of Super Achievers. You've got a process here where people can go to your website and to learn more about what you offer, but you obviously have poured your heart into people who have this brokenness in their life of divorce, particularly and separation. What led you to this point? So one of my most important intentions was to get two kids as healthy as they could be in their hearts and successfully off to college. 
meaning they're at the schools they want, they're doing pursuing the degrees they want, they're both collegiate athletes, but they financially would be taken care of. They had computers, court, all that. So last August, I checked that box. I had a freshman and a sophomore in college, and I came home and I said, okay, Lord, I have a blank slate. I, that was the biggest thing that I wanted to make sure happen because you feel like you've ruined your kids' lives. <laughs> and so <laughs> I said, okay, Lord, yeah. you know, now, you know, now, now what? And I really felt like he gave me the, um, the charge to help divorce women, to get through this grief cycle, to get them back, not only to healthy and redefining this life, but to have this fabulous life that intentionally, obviously is the Holy spirit being intentional and fabulous is it's better than we can ask, think, or imagine. There's still good plans on our life that this season, this adversity doesn't define us, that we can use this and we can take our, our purpose and our passion and there can be profit from this. And it's not always financial profit, but it could be a ministry. So I sat down and I took about four months to create this program, looking at the things that really moved the lever for me in, in my healing and in the process. And I launched the Intentionally Fabulous course. Awesome. Awesome. So you're giving back. You've taken what you've learned, been important to you, and you've put your own take on it and made it yourself and kind of, you know, branded it as intentionally fabulous, which I think is just a cool, a cool moniker there that's going to be helpful in terms of getting you connected to other people. What are people going to find if, uh, if the words of our conversation here reach some uh, a woman who's in a similar circumstance and having marriage breakup or a separation and she goes to your website uh, and uh, what is she going to find there? What is she going to find or what's she going to find that you offer? Well, I mean, the course is eight weeks long. And so what we work on first is your identity, knowing who you are and whose you are, not in things of the world, which could go away in a moment, like being a wife or a mom or the neighborhood you live in. So we work on identity. We work on forgiveness. You know, it's something that... Some people don't like to talk about or was never modeled very well in our, our homes. But, you know, forgiving yourself, forgiving God, forgiving your ex-spouse, you know, children, whoever it might be. We work on renewing your mind because that that's what we're called to do. So releasing the past, renewing to a new present and future. We work on purpose, divine health, abundant wealth, gratitude, joy, resurrection, and celebration. And so there's three different options as far as the course goes. They can do a self-study where the, they can go right now at tointentionallyfabulous.com and they can get the course and there's a full healing guide that comes with it. So for example, the week on forgiveness, the healing guide has meditations, affirmations, visualizations, activations, and celebrations that all have to do with forgiveness. And um, so that's the first program anyone can get. The next level to the program includes 21 interviews with the people who helped me on my healing journey. So it's an interview with my divorce recovery counselor, my grief counselor, my healing place counselor, and so on. So 21, my breath therapist who just helped me breathe out the stress. Uh, and then the highest level is where they can actually have coaching with me. Well, so there is a a, a a graduated process here. People can start at one level and they can go deeper and deeper and to uh, find their pathway. I'd love what you say you know, uh, in some of your materials about to go from fearful to fearfully pursuing what sets your soul 
on fire. And so uh, that's the whole process here to help people move through whatever they're going through to a better place. Tell us about a person or a situation who you've worked with, who you've seen this take place, where you've seen their soul go from, you know, just diminished, not on fire, you know, just messed up or whatever it would be to a soul on fire. Uh, Just, uh, you know, no names, of course, but just a situation, someone you have seen a transformation take place. Yes. Well, one of my goals first always is to keep the marriage together. So if that's possible, as long as it's not, you know, abusive or too far gone. But one of the very first ladies that I worked with, she came in going, I can't even stand to be in the room with him. I don't even want to look at him. You know, just she was done. She was ready to call it quits. And so I worked with her. And sometimes, you know, when you can just work on the person and it's between her and God, that things can change in the relation. I mean, God will do his part if you will do your part. And so I worked with her on what she needed to work on. And it's been three years now. And I just get so much joy when I see their pictures on social media and they're still together and they're just so in love and vacationing and hugging and pictures. And I mean, really genuine, deep, deep love for each other. And, you know, I think that could have went the other way had we not worked together. And then also when you see that uh, results of your work come out to a better place, and that, that's a good thing. I'll I'm give sure. you one more one. There's someone go, seven, ahead. go ahead, please. There was someone seven years post-divorce. Hmm. I mean, it could be anywhere in this cycle. And she just kept repeating over and over. It was the same man, but with a different face because she wasn't dealing with the things that she needed to deal with, with her worth and being lovable and so on. And so we work together and now she hasn't been dating for a while and she's waiting on the man that God has for her. And the anxiety is gone about having to be with a man. She's a whole person, just her and God. And I've seen her bloom and have joy. And it's beautiful that she got out of that cycle of just, you know, kind of finding the next man, but the same man because of, Mm -hmm. you know, what her thoughts were. Her self-worth is no longer uh, codependent on another person. And yeah. that's uh, a gift that you've been able uh, to give her. I worked with a person, a couple, uh, one time I heard about this, where they married each other <laughs> three times. And then they, there was other multiple marriages beyond that because they kept going back, not breaking the patterns that they were in. And uh, yeah, just... People do crazy stuff. And what we're looking here to do on the Beyond Adversity podcast and what I teach and what you're teaching here, Kelly, is to help people break some patterns because they can get stuck in adversity. And uh, and that's not where you want to be. You want to have a life of a fabulous life, as you say, or a soul on fire life. And like I like to say is a, uh, a life of peace and prosperity and purpose. You got some good stuff here, yeah. Kelly. Tell us how people, if they want to be in contact with you, want to learn more about you or learn more about the Intentionally Fabulous course or anything else. Where can they find you? Where can they get connected with Kelly Calabrese? I would love that. Well, my website is Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Calabrese, C-A-L-A-B-R-E-S-E.com. And if they would like to get a free uh, e-copy of the Success Habits book, they can get that there. And on Facebook, it's my name, Kelly Calabrese. And if they want to join, I have a free private Facebook group called Intentionally Fabulous, 
where the ladies can go and, you know, we talk about the hard things. We're real. We're vulnerable. Uh, we have fun. We laugh. We support each other. We encourage each other. So um, anyone who's had any relationship difficulty uh, who's a woman is welcome to join us there. Well, that is awesome. And uh, what you're also talking about here, which is so important, is developing uh, a trusting community. And that's a part of what you're about as well. And I appreciate that. And uh, I would say for folks, especially if you are among the listeners of Beyond Adversity and you want to get connected with some help in this area, reach out to somebody, whether it's Kelly or somebody else, but reach out and to choose to break a pattern, choose to take the action. And one action you can take is to go to kellycalabrese.com, which is the her website and the connections to your course will put on our show notes at drbradmiller.com. So it's been a pleasure to have you with us today, Kelly Calabrese. She is on a mission to help women go through the stages of separation and divorce and to transition in their life from fearful to fearlessly pursuing what sets their soul on fire. We thank our guest today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller, Kelly Calabrese. Thanks so much to Kelly Calabrese for being our guest today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. You heard her talk about her own situation, her own divorce, and you learned about that you don't have to stay stuck in the pain of a divorce. She is a certified divorce coach, and she can help people heal. And she it's her mission to help women go through the stages of separation and divorce and to achieve healing. That's what we learned a little bit what this is all about. And you heard her pain about the anxiety and the depression and all of that. We're all here about learning and feeling, but also about doing. What can you do about it? If you're going through a separation divorce, what can you do? Or if you know somebody who does, who is? Well, one of the things that you can do is take the assessment and some of the tools that Kelly has at her website, kellycalabrese.com, and you can understand that there is a eight-week course that she offers called the Intentionally Fabulous Course. That's in, at intentionallyfabulous.com and will help you then to navigate your process to heal up your soul and mind and body and go through the steps that will take you from grief to great. I, I, I commend that to you to go and check that out as something you can do about separation and divorce. Here at Beyond Adversity, we're all about helping you. We talk about the five D's of, ad of adversity. Divorce is one of them. The D of divorce is also depression, mental health issues, disease, health-related issues, debt, financial-related issues, and death, of course, end-of-life issues. Those are all things we all go through. And at Beyond Adversity, we have over 170 episodes, which will help you to deal with many of many of those things. We talk with great experts who can be helpful to you to navigate adversity and to help you to grow through what you go through. My name is Dr. Brad Miller, here to be helpful to you in all these processes. We hope you'll be with us each week and go to our website, drbradmiller.com, where we've got a free gift for you there and lots of back episodes to be helpful to your life. So join us next time here on Beyond Adversity. And until that time comes, remember to always to grow through what you go through and to do all the good that you can. 
Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Thank you.